0: Doug Jeffers, director at Binney's, and a wine manager. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Steve. And Happy New Year to you and your family. So you have a... Let me back up. I was going to ask you, and I will, about the choices for champagne. But it seems like a stupid question, aside from it being from a part of France that is called champagne. What makes champagne? Champagne.
1: Well, I think that's exactly it, really. If you're talking about real champagne, it's, um, it's that they've been doing it for literally hundreds of years there. So you can make sparkling wine from all over the world, but nowhere is it done as uh, perfectly as it is in Champagne France.
0: So if I took, do they still make, I remember when I was a kid, it was a thing and it was called Cold Duck. Do they still do that? And what
1: was that or what is that? yeah they still make cold duck we still get asked for it so it's uh it's uh, a mix of red wine and sparkling wine and it's a little bit sweeter so it's kind of a niche product that's uh used to be very popular but still is out there
0: so for those that like a sweeter sort of champagne kind of look alike this this would do the
1: trick perhaps yeah that could work it's um but i guess it's important to note that it's champagne is many styles and it's you know sparkling wine from all over the world so if anybody thinks champagne is just this you know dry bubbly refreshing austere kind of wine it's it it it's not necessarily it can be a sweeter version fuller fruitier it, there's a lot to it
0: all right so i want to ask you about that so does the price necessarily reflect the quality so because champagne can be very very inexpensive Uh, And Binnie's has specials all the time, as one example. However, it can also be very expensive, the very fancy kind that come in these giant bottles that that come in all Mm. this wrapping. It takes you as long to unwrap a Christmas gift as it does to get to the champagne bottle.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's a lot easier to get a really top-quality wine if you spend a lot of money, but uh, you don't have to. There are relative bargains throughout any price point you want to you want to you want to target.
0: So, can you give us an example or two of a couple of champagnes that are more affordable that you might recommend?
1: Sure. So, um, there's some tremendous sales going on right now. You can get some domestic sparkling wine. Here's here's one great example. But that's not too, l- l- let, me, house, let
0: me. I'm interrupting sorry. you only to be clear. That's not champagne, that's sparkling wine, right? Absolutely correct. Okay.
1: So what would be... strictly champagne.
0: Yes, at the moment. But yeah, I I want some other
1: choices too. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, strictly champagne generally starts about $25 and up. And that is really just due to the the process, where it comes from, the rarity, all all of the above. Um, But right now we have champagne almost never before seen we have champagne through champagne for nineteen ninety nine on the shelf i don't think i've ever seen that in in my time in wine but uh there are many bargains from you know that 20 you know up through 50 dollars you can get some terrific terrific bottles
0: uh doug we have and by the way you can call you can text 312-981-7200 uh doug we bought a bottle of Crone mcc i don't know what that is uh, and it was based on a recommendation of Binney's, and we love it. What is that? Awesome. I'm not sure which one is it. Krone K-R-O-N-E-M-C-C. I don't have any idea. And apparently sure the expert either. doesn't know either. But if they like it, that's what matters, which is just the point. So it doesn't need to be champagne, I think is what you're getting at, and you can get an affordable space. Sparkling wine, as well, that could be from somewhere else in the world, including the U.S.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, you know, so many of those champagne houses that are hundreds of years old have come over to the United States and set up set up shop over here decades ago, and make some really affordable, really fantastic um, uh, sparkling wine. So, Mom, uh, uh Dom Pérignon, Moët, um, those kind of houses. Uh, even the people that make Cristal, Rotor Cristall come over in Anderson Valley in California and make a fantastic uh, Rotor Estate Brut sparkling wine for nineteen ninety nine 99 right now. Okay, so I see that four-letter word,
0: B-R-U-T, no, three-letter word, on on bottles all the time, and I never really have known what it means. What does What is a Brut? Is that a brand
1: name? Uh, it, just is... tells you, it just tells you the sweetness level. So Brut is a very uh, specific um, uh, amount of residual sugar that's left in the champagne. So it's very dry. So uh, a very minimal uh, residual sugar left in the wine, very dry, very clean, very fresh and crisp, kind of uh, palate cleansing. But that brute will tell you almost no sweetness.
0: Hmm, okay. Now, I, I, I could not keep my job if I didn't ask you this question. Uh, winter beers... That is now a thing. I mean, years ago, uh, you'd never see that kind of thing in, in Chicago anyway or in the United States. But now you see, is it marketing or are there really some beers that are great choices for this time of year?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there, there are seasonal products for most categories and beer is kind of really capitalized on it. So, you know, it's it's the style of beer or style of any kind of product that you want for colder weather. Uh, same with food. You know, it, it, when the weather gets colder, you want those rich, you know, meaty stews and, and very kind of heartwarming things like that. that uh, same same with uh, beers, wines. We've got uh, a lot of holiday classic wines, mold wines, glue vine from, from Germany, those kind of things that are very popular for the winter seasons.
0: So I did a bad thing I need to tell you about. I, I thought, okay, good idea. I like mulled wine when I go to the Chris Crindle markets and such. So uh, I thought, mm. okay, I'm going to buy some at Binnie's, which I did actually. And then uh, we were invited to dinner last night and uh, I brought the mulled wine. And then it occurred to me as I walked through the door of their house that they have to prepare this. They have to put this in a, a, a pot, I believe, and then warm it up because mulled wine is warmed-up wine. It already has, like, the cinnamon in it and whatever else, whatever other spices mm-hmm. make it mulled wine, I think, uh, but it still needs some preparation. Can you talk about mulled wine
1: and what that is? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, the original is Wine from, from Germany, and it's uh, it's exactly what you said. It's it's a, a red wine with some uh, sweetness and some baking spices, some cloves, some cinnamon, some nutmeg, that really um, boosts the aromatics. Really, a, a rich, inviting kind of smell. So, I think it's a it's a great thing to show up somebody's house with. But yeah, they probably should be prepared if that's what um, if that's what's going to be served that night. It does take a little extra extra work, but it's well worth it.
0: And what do you do? You literally put it in a saucepan and then put a fire under it uh, to warm it up.
1: Yeah, a, a very slow uh, warming of it. You don't want to you know boil it, cook it off, but. Um, a very slow warming of it, and that's how it should be served, One,
0: warm. Can you uh, cheat and use a microwave? Oh, you could, sure. Yeah. Okay. You just okay. got to make sure you don't overdo it, that's all. Okay. So speaking of wine, I want to talk about that. What do you think are some of the most underrated wines? And this was actually a discussion that we had uh, at this dinner I was at. I'm a big fan of Spanish wines. And then I was told, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, that they're good, but you've not tried wines then from Portugal. I mean, are there wines from regions that people sometimes don't think about that are just as good or better than what we do think about the California wines, the French wines, the Italian wines and such?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's kind of where to find the true value in, in the wine world is going for either— the little more unknown or obscure regions or, um, or countries, or doing um, opting for lesser-known varietals that can be just as, as delicious as, you know, your Cabernets and your Chardonnays, but are going to cost you less because they're not so much in demand. Stuff like uh, Grenache, uh, a lot of great Grenache from, um, from Spain as well, uh, Portugal, Gamay's. Um, terrific stuff, really delicious stuff, but, you know, they just don't command the kind of prices that, that Cabernet, especially something like, you know, Napa Cabernet can command.
0: And what about those Spanish wines I mentioned?
1: Uh, in the kind of the, the, the fighting as we call it, uh, category, so that's just more of the everyday table wine, Spain is still represents uh, a fantastic value. So they have Tempranillo is there is one of their main grapes. It's kind of called the Spanish Cabernet because it has similar flavors. Um, you can get terrific uh, wines from their Grenache they make some fantastic Grenache that are very affordable. We're talking twelve dollars and under. You know
0: the thing that I like about Binis, aside from the fact that if you if you can't find it, what is that line that they use on the commercials? But it's true. If you can't find it there, it's not it's not made because. <laughs> you guys have everything that's not the exact line, but that's kind of it's
1: gross, yeah, but yeah. we try yeah we do well, try. It's,
0: it's true, but the thing that I love is that your average person is not a connoisseur, you know and and you're going to either get a gift for someone or maybe you're just looking for something different for yourself. You guys are able to help people and do understand price points vary on what that individual customer is willing to or wants to spend. And I think that is so incredibly important. Do you train the employees? How do they, because they
1: know a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate that. We, we definitely pride ourselves on having probably the strongest education program in the industry. And we have, you know, over 200 certified wine professionals uh, throughout our stores. And that's all we're here to do is just have fun and help people find the right wines.
0: How does one get certified as a wine professional, and when can I start?
1: <laughs> well, first we're going to hire you at Binney's, and, and then <laughs> we'll uh, put you through our internal education. And we also partner with uh, American Wine School to get uh, globally certified um, credentials for our wine people. So it's uh, something that is recognized globally.
0: Wow, I, I did not know that. So do you have letters after your Are you a doctor
1: of wine? <laughs> Not quite fair, but yeah, something like that. We do have letters behind her name. That is so cool. What are the letters? WSET is the Wine Spirits and Education Trust, Wine Spirits Education Trust, and that's the one that's globally recognized, and uh, and we certify through many levels of, of that um, of that school.
0: Well, uh, Dr. Jeffers, it's great to talk to you. <laughs> Wishing you and everyone at Benny's a Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us and educating us on WGN.
1: Thank you, Steve. Good to talk to you.